This week on the Bad Idea Corner, I talk about the time we tried gluing quarters to the sidewalk and my ethically questionable methods of trying to get money to buy Legos. I remember this. We made our own glue and everything. Welcome to the Bad Idea Corner, your trustworthy source for bad ideas from the past, present, and for the future. I'm Luke Turek. And I'm Sarah Turek. And today, Luke just... Wow, he just brought back a memory from the recesses of my mind. When did we do this? We were definitely in elementary school. We were tiny. Yeah, we were tiny. And we'd seen something. I feel like it was a Calvin and Hobbes comic about gluing quarters to the sidewalk and watching people try to pick them up and realizing that they couldn't. We drew great inspiration from this and many other aspects of Calvin and Hobbes, like the time we tried to recreate Calvin Ball in our backyard. But for this, we decided we would just follow directly in his footsteps and glue some quarters to the sidewalk outside our house and see what happened. I remember we were very concerned about having the strongest possible glue. Like, we wanted super glue. But didn't we just, like, use watered-down Elmer's glue? I don't even know if we used glue. I think we did flour and water. That sounds like us. (laughs) Oh, no. Don't use the wood glue or jewelry glue or any of the other super glues in the house. No, no. Create your own sticky paste with flour and water and expect people not to be able to pick up what you glue down. Yeah. It didn't work. Honestly, I don't think... Did anyone even walk by our house? (laughs) That's... I don't think anyone came by. No, they did, because the quarter eventually went missing. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, I totally didn't remember that. we kept checking the sidewalk in front of our house to Mm -hmm. see if anyone had taken the quarter. And we were really small, so we were sitting probably with just like our noses and eyes peeking up over the bottom edge of the front window. Oh, yeah. And we would just look out the window and hope that somebody walking by would A, see the quarter, and B, pick it up out of the gunk on the sidewalk. Something like that, yeah. Needless to say, it didn't work. But after that, I think I tried to do something somewhat similar. Again, this might have been inspired by something in Calvin and Hobbes, or I might have just been a really stupid kid. But like many, many kids out there, I was super into Legos as a kid. Loved them. Played with them all the time. Enjoyed building them. Always wanted more. Problem was, I didn't have a terribly reliable source of income as a small child. So I hatched a plan. (laughs) A clever plan. I would write a fake hobo note and stick it in our pine tree asking for money. What? Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to point out that Luke's eyebrows are jumping around. He's like, I hatched a plan, eyebrow waggle. A clever plan, eyebrow waggle again. So you just have to picture just very animated eyebrows right now. Yes. Yeah, so I grabbed just like a piece of notebook paper. I think even like ruffled it up a bunch. And I wrote this very misspelled <laughs> and grammatically incorrect note. Oh, no. This was like, well, I mean, this is how it's always portrayed in movies, right? Like. Well, those were never able to get an education and <laughs> just terribly generalizing things. You couldn't have been older than third grade, though, right? Oh, like, yeah, I was, I was like really six or small. seven. Yeah, you were little. Okay, yeah. yeah. Did not have a very good 
grasp on reality or an understanding of how the world works. If how do I get money? I'll extort it. Okay, I wouldn't call what I did extortion, especially since it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Merely uh, playing, trying to tug upon the heartstrings of passersby and expecting them to be dumber than I was. Wait, you thought that by putting a note in a tree that people walking by would leave money there? I did say it was a well-thought-out plan. Oh my goodness, this isn't even, like, busking for money. <laughs> this is, I just hope people will throw money at my little sign. I mean, GoFundMe exists. Okay, well, that has a little bit of marketing behind it. Yeah, GoFundMe is comparatively a much more legitimate platform. It is typically used for much more legitimate causes. <laughs> um... But yeah, so I wrote this like horribly, almost illegible thing. I had bad enough handwriting as a kid as it stands. I think I even wrote left-handed to make it worse. But oh, wait, this brings up an interesting point. We've had enough mystery books growing up that we would think of these things, like oh, yeah. ruffling up the paper, writing with our non-dominant hand, yeah. doing the kind of things that wouldn't be immediately pinned on us. Yeah, because you don't want to get caught. We lived in a neighborhood with almost no other children, though, so it was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you would skip a house in either direction, there were kids mm -hmm. on our side of the street. There just, there just weren't very many kids in our neighborhood, so yeah. if we were doing something silly or trying to reenact something from Calvin and Hobbes, it was clearly us. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, with any malevolence. Yeah. We just had a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like we didn't really have much of an audience either. Oh, no. Especially not much of an audience that appreciated our efforts. Oh, no. I'll let you finish this story, uh -huh. but I need to explain how I once wrote a kidnapping plot with notes, but no one decoded them, so I didn't get to oh. have any fun with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll definitely come back to that. But yeah, so wrote this terrible hobo note. Stuck in a tree, I think it was like, need money for something. I might have even just said, need money for Legos. Like, 5387 would work, because <laughs> that was the combined total of the sets I wanted to buy. I just stuck it in a tree. I think I checked back on it like twice, and I was like, well, this ain't working. <laughs> back to picking up pine cones. Oh, yeah. No one else will understand that. <laughs> Well, okay, let's just let's figure out whether this was a good idea or a bad idea. Our dad, at some point, was sick of all the pine cones from the pine trees that we have in both our front and backyard, just littering the yard. And he's like, someone pick up all these pine cones. And he looked at us small children. He's like, aha, you child, pick up pine cones. I will pay you one penny per pine cone. And given our mm, lacking grasp of economics at the time we and like, for years to come also this lasted for years we would just be like that's a great deal a penny a pine cone i could pick up so many pine cones i could probably get two bucks <laughs> <laughs> and, and like the other part of this is like our parents had tried paying us to do chores when we were really little uh it didn't stick yeah it did stick because we did get paid squat some things were worth like a penny or three cents or 25 cents. I remember one week <laughs> her dad got really frustrated at me because, like, part of our thing with our, uh, like, allowance or our chore money was our parents would, were trying to choose, you know, like, 
smart finance stuff by like allocating different percentages for different things. So 10% for like tithe or whatever, 20% was fun money, 30% saving, 40% missions or something like that. Living expenses. Living expenses. So like if you needed some new shoes or I don't know, whatever. They expected us to buy our own shoes. No, I'm just trying to give an example of a living expense. Yeah. But one week, I remember dad got really frustrated at me because I didn't really do anything. It's like, I'm not going to divide up seven cents. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's worse. I made him. (laughs) I one week earned 10 cents. (laughs) And I was Count it out. And I just. (laughs) I think I held out the little card or the little thing. And I was like, 10 cents. And he was just. You know, just that deep sigh of, <laughs> mm, just, just, a, just a deep, controlled exhale of, oh, and then he, like, handed me a dime, and I looked at it, and I handed it back. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I looked at the dime, and I handed it back to him, and I was like, do you give it to me in pennies? <laughs> and he was just like, why? I'm like, so I can split it up into the different <laughs> envelopes. And he's like, wh- why? It's <laughs> like, well, I gotta. It's the system. <laughs> Still like, brother, can you spare a dime? Like, hey, brother, can you split a dime? <laughs> or can you break a dime? Yeah. Our, <sighs> our parents tried. Whenever they tried to pay us to do chores, it didn't work out. But when we weren't being paid, we would do our chores. Did you notice that? Not really. I didn't pay attention to a lot of things as a child. I don't pay attention to a lot of things today. Luke's a very oblivious person. Just... I like to call it selective focus. <sighs> it's so selective, he doesn't even know when he's paying attention. Honestly, most of the time, yeah. <sighs> anyway, where were we? Um, money for Legos. Uh, Yeah, we're at the money for the Legos. Did oh, no, the pine cones. Yeah, that it was, was the pine it. cones. That's what it was. So there were you know, too many pine cones, and Dad was like, okay kids you get one penny per pine cone that you pick up and this was a good idea because we were small children and we would just take a little grocery bag out there you know toddle mm-hmm. out there and just spend an hour or so picking up pine cone after pine cone after pine cone and we would get hundreds of pine cones yeah like we would basically compete to see who could get the most pine cones yes so our parents are sitting back going ah great they're cleaning and they're making a game out of it parenting win Here's the thing, though. For the most part, we were only supposed to get the pine cones from the tree in the front yard, because that's the one that people can see. You know, curb appeal, that sort of thing. I, however, hatched another sneaky plan. I would go to the backyard and harvest the relatively untouched pine cones from the back and produce them as if they had been gathered from the front, thus supplementing my income. So Luke would have just stacks of full grocery bags of pine cones. And he'd be like, yeah, I got 2000 I remember one time Dad was like, 20 bucks? No way. <laughs> like Dad was like, how in the world did you get $20 worth? I climbed the tree. I think you did one time. Oh, I probably would. I wouldn't put it past me. Yeah, honestly. The pine sap is so sticky, though. Yeah, a bit of a drawback. But on the other hand money yeah especially when we were little when money was it felt like it meant more and you know inflation has happened a bit too (laughs) so that's part of it 
Uh, yeah, the good old 2008 financial crisis. Ooh, woo. Yeah, so when we were little, we would just pick up pine cones for a penny apiece and clean up the whole yard that way. Mm-hmm. And it did work. So I guess it was a good idea. It was a good idea until you kind of... Gamed the system. Gamed the system. And then I don't know if we got paid for it anymore. Probably not. Ah, man, we could go out in the yard right now and get a couple dollars. Will we, though? We're old now. Like... Think of how much it would hurt our back. I was just going to say, I know it would hurt my back. Yeah. I'm 22. <laughs> it would hurt my back. Can't do it. <laughs> so what was the other thing you wanted to talk about again? Well, just your scheme of writing out a note in a different handwriting and stuff. And Well, the, wasn't there like something else you mentioned, though? Was it the, something else about money? Was it just the chores thing? No, I'm, I'm talking about back to the beginning with the Lego where you were trying to raise oh, yeah. money. Oh, right, because you wrote a, a ransom note. I, well, no, I didn't write a ransom note. I wasn't in it for money. I was just trying to build a game, kind of. So some of my friends were also very into, like, mystery kind of code stuff. Yeah. They, they wanted to solve a mystery. We wanted to become detectives or something. I don't know. We read a lot of mystery books. Yeah, we wanted to solve a mystery, but there wasn't any mystery for these little grade school kids to solve. So I took it upon myself to write out some coded messages to, you know, leave lying around where it'd be like, oh, these kids, we're going to grab them. And that was my whole plan. Mm -hmm. I had no real concept of anything, of course, as a small child. But I was like, okay, if I write out this note and I write it in a code, my friends will see it because they're observant. They will see it. And then they will want to crack the code. And then they can crack the code. And then, I don't know, I'll make more coded messages. They will have intellectual fun time of cracking the code first off my friends never even saw it Ooh. they never found the note lying around they didn't get to crack the code i don't know if they actually had an interest in cracking codes or if that was just me <laughs> i know they wanted to solve a mystery but they didn't i don't know if they knew as much about codes and stuff because I, I would like get, i would just watch like scooby-doo and they're like oh well, that looks fun yeah no i was getting the history of spies and codes yeah i remember like, getting those books, books. Yeah, for Christmas or birthdays. I just came from the library. That too, but like I was given some as gifts, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would, you know, read all these codes. Be like, okay, this one's a Caesar cipher. This one's a pig pen cipher. There's this other thing, and go through them, and figure it out, and work out every example code in the book. Mm -hmm. And that has not really come in useful in my life. <laughs> it's a nice trivia thing. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's whatever code. Let me crack it. It's. It's not as exciting as when I was a kid. Yeah. I used to know that stuff, but it has since just atrophied from my mind. Yeah, you know what I know instead right now? I can I can I can do graphic design. <laughs> yeah. I can do I can do keyboard commands. I can vaguely explain communication theory. Sometimes. That was the class that I had while I was super concussed, and I'm so sad because Ooh. I want to remember it, and it's just a black hole. I mean, it was a class with Pat. Mine was with Yoakum. Oh, that's even better. He would make up reference to, like, musicals all the time. Like, he was, like, yeah. you know, in his big, deep voice, practically perfect in every way. I was like, uh. ah, yes, Mary Poppins, <laughs> yes. And, like, no one else knew what was going on. Plus, I was so concussed, I probably said silly things all the time. So it was fine. Uh, how did we get to this point? Codes. Yeah, codes. Codes. Your attempted real life ARG. 
Yeah. That's why I really like the idea of augmented reality games and stuff like that. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah, and right now, currently, there are businesses that are literally just in the business of creating, you know, mysteries for you to solve. There are some that are kind of escape room packs where Mm -hmm. it's like all these clues and things that you decode in your own home. Oh, cool. And that's awesome. And then there's other things that are like you get a clue in the mail every couple weeks or once a month or something. Didn't we sign up for like a free trial of that of like one clue? Yeah, yeah. Carissa and I tried to figure that out, and I don't know if we did. And she's the one who's solved all the MatPat She solved stuff. game theory. She figured out everything in Gravity Falls. She's a very smart person with a very good eye for detail. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I think that's super cool. And that's the closest you can get to the childlike wonder of discovering Morse code for the first time and bringing a flashlight to class in second grade for show and tell and no one understanding what you're doing. Yeah. I was so excited to show my classmates Morse code. I was like, guys, look at this thing I discovered. This is when it's from. This is how it works, blah, blah, blah. Can we turn off the lights and I can show you how to, like, flash out, whatever. And I remember one little girl going, is your flashlight broken? And I was like, no, I'm doing long and short signals. This is a code. Don't you know what a code is? Oh, man. We'll get to those second grade stories eventually. Somehow we've gotten all the way from trying to raise money for Legos to Morse code. Gluing quarters to the sidewalk. Just fake notes in general. This might seem like we were really mischievous kids, but what do you do with all that creative energy? It's what people did in the books we read, and we thought that was what people did. You know, Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys. Tom Swift. Oh, yeah, Tom Swift. Such a good series. Mad Scientist Club. Yeah, so we grew up reading these books, or being read books when we were really little, about, you know, all these adventures and stuff. And we're like, okay, how do we do that? Well, clearly we must fake a map and do mm. all these other things and climb a tree and leave a clue for the next person. And it was fun. It was great. Yeah. We, we had a fun childhood. So while it was definitely a bad idea to try to get money with a fake note. Yeah. Uh, I would not recommend uh, fraudulent charity attempts. No, don't do that. But I would say it's a good idea to read a book where people have adventures like that. And it's probably a good idea to learn codes. You yeah. know, build new synapses in your brain by learning new things and developing new skills. And that comes to this week's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. It's not. We don't have sponsors. Technically we could, but it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. You should all be very appreciative that we're not bothering with advertisements or sponsorships for the foreseeable future. We're just doing yeah. this to have fun. And we hope that you have fun, too. If you'd like to reach out to us, if you go to anchor.fm, you'll find the Bad Idea Corner, and you can leave us a message or suggestion for future episodes. If you really want us to set up a social media account, you have to let us know there, because if we have to, we'll set up a Twitter so we can do a hashtag or something. But until then, we're just going to keep doing this and getting feedback, the slower version. That reminds me, I should be tweeting out these episodes on my own Twitter account. This is ridiculous because I've taken marketing classes, and I, I know how to do marketing campaigns. Oh, yeah, I've too. done marketing campaigns in the real world. There's not much, or as much, like, reason or incentive? We aren't making money off of this, yeah. so I'm not using any of my marketing skills. I'm yeah. just having fun. Will I one day use my marketing skills for this? Eh, debatable. Maybe. This is for fun. This isn't for work. So... Mm-hmm. 
We hope that you'll hang out with us next time and catch us debating more bad ideas, good ideas, and just silly ideas here in the Bad Idea Corner.